Yo, welcome to the Proof Positive Podcast, sharing a collective of stories from artists, creative entrepreneurs, and visionaries, real stories, and living proof of the positive impact that happens when encountering God's amazing grace. Stories of their journey to purpose, calling, faith, and creativity, all while discovering the God who loves them and called them to create. Stories we hope will uplift, equip, encourage, and renew mindsets and give you hope. This is episode number four, featuring spoken word poet and pastor, Derek Ngoy. Hi, everyone. Happy Saturday. It's me, Caroline. Um, I am logging back on. I was on a few minutes ago, um, and I'm restarting because we are going to... Ah! Hi, Cliff! Hi there, Cliff. Um, We're going to start a a really great discussion and encouragement for those who are just going to log in about how to have faith and vision in the midst of a lot of uncertainty. And, um, And so I hope you can be part of this conversation and get encouraged. Um, I am waiting for the person that I'm going to interview. His name is Derek Ngoy. He is a pastor, a writer, and a spoken word poet who believes words are meant to bring truth and life to people. So today we're going to just uh, hope to bring an encouraging word to those who are on. So, oh, here you go. And now I'm going to go ahead and add go live. Hey! (laughs) I just added Derek right now. It's connecting. Okay, yay. Hi, Derek. Hey, hey, there she is. What up? Oh, my gosh. Nice to see you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, cool piano back there. You know, it's the age of <laughs> online connectivity, and you got to make sure your background is cool and all. So. For real, I was having a, you know, I was kind of struggling. It's like, where am I going to put my without making it look weird um so this is actually my work from home desk you know that do you have are you working from home right now too Derek? Uh, a lot of times um i still go to the church um during the week to record but um Mm -hmm. yeah i had to figure out a place to work from home and it's usually loud in the house so i had to come and set up in the garage oh that's a really cool garage so (laughs) that's not not if you see the rest of the garage this is just like a second (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i think it's fine it's fine thank you so much for your time today um yeah we're probably getting ready for services and it's probably lunch for your family right now so um thank you so much for um being on here and we're excited to hear how god will speak to you to encourage people um and so yeah um guys I just want to introduce you to Derek. Um, I've actually, and and I see that people are just starting to log in. Um, awesome. I see R Word, Keith PK Jenkins joined. Hi, guys. I'm just going to go ahead and wave at you guys. Cliff, um, thanks for joining, guys. Um, really quick, um, this is something that is so needed right now is encouragement and to be able to um, share just, share just, um, just truth and hope to people, especially at this time where a lot of people, um, you're going on the news and you're feeling really uh, discouraged and it could start to make you feel like you don't know what's next. And um, because of the uncertainty of things that are going on with the COVID-19 virus and the things happening globally, a lot of people are getting really discouraged and 
and this is just a time to discuss and go over how um, you know we can stay encouraged at this time to have still faith and vision and hope in the midst of uncertainty. And so today I wanted to invite Derek to talk about that. And I want to introduce him really quick. Um, gosh, Derek, I've known him, gosh, I, I, I've known him for a couple of years already. Um, Derek, I know that we're connected because of friends through, um, you're in a fraternity and I'm in a sorority and mutual friends from like high school and um, ministry, right? Yeah. yeah. And so um, through that, like, um, you know, just real like quick, it's kind of cool how like um, I got to bump into Derek years ago. Um, I was at a coffee shop actually in Long Beach. <laughs> just going there, I usually go to work. Like I, I work usually, I like to go at coffee shops in Long Beach and um, he was there and I was just, I haven't seen him in a while, nor have I seen a lot of people from college and um, just started talking to him and he shared what he was doing, that he's doing spoken word. And um, from there, like we've been able to work on some projects and, um, you know, really seeing how God is using his church also in Long Beach. So really quick, here's his bio on his website. It's uh, Derek is a pastor for um, the Branch Church that's in um, Long Beach. Um, he is a writer and a spoken word poet, and he also believes words are meant to bring truth and light to people rather being used to destroy one another, which is so powerful right now, um, using um, all the digital platforms for good, right? Which we're on a digital world right now because people are staying at home. And um, what's cool about Derek too is that, gosh, he, he's been writing a lot of different books. Um, you guys need to check it out on DerekNgoy.us. Um, um, and he also just hosted yesterday, gosh, one of the longest, uh, so, so longest running poetry open mics um, in Long Beach. Um, and also one of the founders, he's, are you one of the founders of the Long Beach Poetry Slam? No. So a yeah. uh, little backstory to mm -hmm. that. Um, shout out to Antonio Appling. He's the one who actually oh, started. Yeah, yeah. yeah Definitive Soapbox. And um, yeah. uh, 10 years ago, so we celebrated our 10 year anniversary last September. Um, mm -hmm. And we've collectively been doing the Poetry Slam in Long Beach for seven years. And so I joined the team maybe about four or five years ago. And yeah. so, um, but no, I wasn't one of the founding um, members, but definitely um, ingrained in the family life now. And so I've been, been, like I said, running with the team for four to five years now. And it's been, been, been pretty awesome. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And gosh, guys, this is really cool. They actually had their open mic, which is called the Definitive Soapbox. And it's usually hosted at um, Fox Coffee House in Long Beach. They had it online, guys, on Zoom, and we were hoping to be on Zoom today, but I was having technical difficulties. So um, no matter what, this is still going to be saved and archived, and it will be you could find it and share it later. We really want to be able to share hope after this too. So um, you guys tell, like, gosh, it, you guys got to do that yesterday. How'd that go? Oh, it went pretty well. Uh, yeah. So we usually host uh, we usually host open mics every last Friday um, as. Caroline said in Long Beach, but because of all the limitations, we had to find a creative way. And we're not just just to, you know just throw out there, we're not the only open mic doing it. Uh, there's actually a lot of open mics that are moving online in this yeah. season. Um, but yesterday was awesome. Uh, we had 53 people in the room uh, or the, the virtual room, yeah. and we had about 25 uh, open mic participants, including our featured artists. 
but it was an amazing um, experience, simply that. And I had commented this to the team afterwards. It seemed a lot more intimate than um, as it was, you know, if we were all in the same room. And I think simply because everyone was in their own intimate space, yeah. right? Whether it be their living room, their bedroom, for me in the garage. Um, and because the faces are like up front and you can actually, and not that you can't see people's emotions when you know, you're know you at an in-person event, but there's just something more magnified when you're in front of your screen and you're reciting your poems that you can actually see the emotions in the person's eyes yeah. in the way that they articulate. So it was actually a really, really, really amazing experience. And so depending on how life unfolds over the next month, mm -hmm. uh, we're probably going to do it again at the end of April. So we have it every last Friday. Uh, we actually just launched our second location in the South Bay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we had that in March. This this past, um, we do that second Friday, but because of COVID, yeah. uh, we're going to have to put that on hold. So we're, we're, we're trying to figure out if we're going to do still do twice a month online, but we're trying to see if we have the bandwidth to, to handle all that. So, but it, it went really well. Oh, that's so awesome. You know what? Um, that's actually going into, this is the second question that I had, but I'm going to go into it now is that, um, and you're kind of answering it if you just want to um, expand on that, but how are you currently staying creative because um, and sharing hope this season throughout this crisis. And if you want to, you know, we're going to reel it back a little bit, but share a little bit about what you do as a creative, what you do at your church and your family life right now. And um, the word creative is like that. I mean, you're creative, so you could be creative in all those areas right now in your life. But you could really share like how you're navigating that right now, um, not only in your family life, your church life, but also to be able to spread that hope that you guys just did on um, in your the community, digital community. So um share more about that mm -hmm. yeah you're right creative uh is a huge blanket statement for different um avenues of life for me it's specifically with poetry um and especially in this season even before everything started to unfold um marissa my wife she for an early birthday present got me a typewriter um and yeah and so i had put it in mind to try to do a poem a day um, on the typewriter yeah. and that got very uh, challenging because mm -hmm. as a spoken word artist you you use a lot of words you're you're, you're you know you use free form to just kind of articulate and so mm -hmm. trying to type out a spoken word piece became challenging for me especially if mm -hmm. I wanted to set a goal of achieving that uh, as a one poem a day thing and so yeah. I decided to switch gears a little bit and do one haiku a day Oh, um, and so I've been able to maintain that because it's a lot easier to write 17 syllables of a poem versus like five pages of yeah, spoken yeah. word uh, poetry. And so what I do is I created these little, I don't know, little three by five, four by six cards. Um, and I type a poem every single day. Sometimes yeah. I'll do four to five poems a day or haiku a day mm -hmm. um, with the intent of taking those cards and dropping them off uh, in places in public, whether it be a coffee shop. You know, whether it be uh, different churches I visit. Um, and so I was doing that uh, before all the limitations started uh, being, you know, um, instilled because of COVID. And so um, I don't have the luxury to do that now to drop my poems off. Yeah. But what I do is I still write every day. And so, I'm in, you know, in my little home desk office space in, in the house, I'm having like a stack of these cards just growing and 
my intent is once everything you know dies down and we get the okay to get back yeah. in public i'll have a ton of poems to hand out but that's one way i've personally been mm -hmm. staying creative is is really challenging yeah. myself uh to keep writing mm -hmm. uh, because if, in mm -hmm. any gift whether it be poetry or art painting whatever it might be if you don't continue yeah. practicing it you know you're yeah. gonna um atrophy if you will you're gonna continue to just kind of step back yeah. and you're gonna lose um, part of your creativity. So part of it is just forcing yourself um, mm -hmm. around the house too with my family. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've been really trying to encourage my boys depending mm -hmm. on, you know, what their um, their interests are. Mm -hmm. uh, my oldest really loves to draw. Um, cool. And so, you know, I would encourage him, you know, maybe you can draw this. Maybe you know, I'll give you three to five days. Here's Here's my vision. This is what I want you, mm -hmm. this is how I want you to interpret it in your drawing. Um, my youngest is also um, getting into drawing as well. He's seven yeah. and, you know, he just finished a comic book that he's been working on and, and oh really trying, yeah, you know, and really trying to encourage him, you know, uh, my middle boy, he's, I don't know, my middle boy is interesting. He's a very uh, emotionally caring person and so Aww, that's great that's really hard to foster mm -hmm. within the context of the limitations we have because he really likes to serve he's really um, mm -hmm. yeah and so yeah. i'm really trying to challenge him in the mm -hmm. time that we have how can you still be creative in the way that you serve your brothers for instance how you serve your mom you know yeah. um, and then of course marissa cool. being um yeah. the plant person that she is you know yeah, she's constantly her. moving so i think We've created a rhythm in our family life yes. um, where creativity is always flowing. Um, yeah. You know, and, and again, whether it be words, whether it be drawings, whether it be plants, um, yeah. it's always flowing within our home. And um, yeah. for me, that has a way of bleeding into my own personal life as I head out, you know, to yeah. church, to work, whatever that might be. Um, and But that's an intentional thing, right? You can't mm -hmm. just wake up one day and all of a sudden creativity just kind of, you know, um, maturates. You got to work at it. You know? and so part of that is being intentional. Yeah. Um, as far as church life goes, uh, Caroline mm -hmm. mentioned that I do pastor a church. I'm on the pastoral team at the church in Long Beach. And because of um, the limitations that are on us, we can't gather on Sundays anymore. Um, yeah. So we've moved to online only services, which we hadn't been doing prior to that. I mean, we have a small church. Yeah. Um, we average on a good day, mm -hmm. maybe 60 people. Um, in this past season, it's been rain, you know, kind of gravitating around forty to fifty. So, you know, for us, there we didn't feel like there was really real huge need to go online. Um, but like most churches, um, that's our reality now. Um, and so we're we've had to we've had to kind of flex with the times and mm -hmm. and find ways to still connect with our community. Um, and we felt like online was one way, not the only way. Yeah. Um, another creative. Now, I wouldn't say it's creative, and I think this is, you know, a lot of churches are doing this too, but within mm -hmm. our pastoral team, our leadership team, we divided our membership list. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, mm -hmm. you know, um, we're in charge of calling two to three uh, mm -hmm. times a week, uh, connecting with people, you know, mm -hmm. giving them a phone call, text message, because we can't meet every week or even have Bible studies yeah. uh, in person. Mm -hmm. And so that's one way that we're trying to creatively stay connected. Um, we do online Bible studies now too, interesting enough, through Google uh, uh, Hangouts. And so we actually yeah. did one this past week for the first time. And uh, there was about eight people on the Bible study. So, yeah, I mean, I think we're in a time that 
um, despite the walls that have been built up around us, mm -hmm. um, all of us are forced to think outside of the box. And yes, th that's the thing. Yeah, you know, we hear that phrase all the time: think outside yeah. of the box. Well, you can't really think outside of the box if you're not within a box to work in first. And I think this is kind of symbolically, this wow. whole COVID-19 and the limitations has put us in a box. And now we can think outside of that, right? How do we continue to create? How do we continue to connect? How do, how do we continue to still build community? Wow. And so I think it's forcing us to think in ways that we hadn't perhaps thought before. That's so awesome. And um, I just, I think that's so, I mean, that's amazing that you have this rhythm. What I'm hearing from you is that, and for those who are just logging in right now, because I'm seeing people trickle in, is that um, right now you kind of see life stopping <laughs> because outside, when you go outside, everything from the grocery stores to, you know, the churches to where you would go shop, I mean, everything's closed down and you kind of like see life kind of, it's like we're at a standstill from the outside. Um and, and some people can get paralyzed, too, in fear and doubt and anxiety. And they're like, well, I don't, you know, I'm so anxious right now. But what I'm hearing from you, and, and this is such a great, like, just um, reminder for me, too, is that in the midst of all this, we have to continue to keep pushing forward, like, um, keep pushing forward, not only, like, because, yes, we do have responsibilities, but um, to create new rhythms where you can use the situation for the best like you know use what you currently like this situation is not exactly it's not it's it's causing so much um you know uncertainty and instability in all our communities but by thinking outside of the box as a creative we have um and even if you don't say that you're a creative because you may be watching this and say i'm not really that creative actually we're all forced to start to think outside of the box and and push through this hard season and be able to still live life and create a rhythm where you can um, contribute and still be able to um, build in the midst of like uncertainty. And so, um, and which is really cool because I, I can relate to that because even at my church too, um, and you're talking about this call tree thing, um, it's so vital right now to stay connected. And God has blessed us with this digital platform where you're able to connect with people um, in so many different ways through social media through videos through text we have phone um email and i think the cool part is you can use all the tools that we currently have as a creative or as just some just the tools that you currently have to still do everything in a digital digitally you have to have a digital perspective about doing everything um where you still can connect because people want to connect more than ever. The fact that we all are staying at home, we can't be in gatherings, uh, we can't sit and have coffee in front of a person, we can't go to church in person, we can't gather in person, we can't even see our family. Um, so more than ever, people want to connect. And I think that's cool that you're still pushing forward and wanting to connect with your family, you are your church. Um, and as a creative, you're still creating so that you can be able to connect with people uh, in the different platforms that you have through Definitive Soapbox and through um, your poetry. But um, I'm, I'm sure people are logging in right now and they're wondering, okay, this is awesome, but they're still going through these thoughts of like, you know, gosh, what's the hope for the future? How long is this gonna last? Uh, there's fear and anxiety. Um, 
what is some advice that you can give to someone right now that's probably struggling with that question? Um, and how are you holding on to vision and your faith in the midst of all this uncertainty? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I've been talking with different leaders, um, specifically church leaders mm-hmm. um, across the nation with a different platform. And one thing, one thing that occurred to me was there is no returning to normal after this. And, and, and that's yeah. the reality uh, that I think we all have to be ready for. Mm-hmm. Um, because the way that life is unfolding, you know, we're getting so used to these online connectivities and um, it's just, I'm not saying that our entire lives are gonna be in front of a, a screen um, because life will return to a sense of normalcy of what we remembered before, right? We're gonna gather again, physically be in each other's spaces. But what I mean by life is not gonna return to normal anymore mm-hmm. is that in this season, whether it lasts a month or two months, it's giving us a different kind of rhythm of life that it's just going to be a part of us as we move on. We're not just, this is not, this is not just a temporary thing that we're just going to do life like this for two months and then like return to normal. I think this is going to be a part of our lives moving forward. So you take the best of yesterday, if you will, and the best of today. And when you move forward, it's, it's about blending the two together. And I think that's, what's going to happen. Um, I I believe from a church standpoint, more churches are going to continue streaming online. Um, because what we're finding, especially as a, you know, I mentioned earlier, we average around 40 to 50 and Mm -hmm. I know the statistics are kind of skewed and we can't really rely Mm -hmm. fully on statistics. Yeah. But last Sunday on our Facebook live for a church of 40 to 50 people on an average Sunday, we got more than a thousand views on our stream. That's and so, so again, the way that Facebook's um, analytics kind of capture the amount of views is if someone at least looks at the screen for three seconds, that's considered yeah. a view. So I get yeah. it. I understand that some views are only three seconds, some are three minutes. Um, but there's probably a good majority who ha- who tuned in to our services for a good majority of the time. And so what that's oh. going to reveal to churches is that there's something in online presence yeah. that is very important in engaging the community at large. Because for a small church like us, it lets us know that our online platform is reaching more people than we could yeah. um, in person. Excellent. And so I, I don't think that these next two months or however long we're going to be in this reality is just mm-hmm. going to be a temporary thing. Churches are going to adapt. And yeah. to answer your question, um, as far as cross different aspects of life, I think I want to use the word fluid. Um, fluid has been keeping me going as well as keeping things into perspective moving forward. I think about any stream of water, let's say like a river, right? When it's going downstream, it usually just keeps flowing. And whenever a barrier comes up, like a boulder or a rock, right? It just goes around it and it keeps moving, right? Uh, Because it's fluid. And what begins to happen, especially when you're talking about like rivers that you know, moves downstream, it gets stronger and stronger and stronger and more powerful. And mm-hmm. the way I see this barrier, this this boulder in the middle of the stream that's called COVID-19, wow. we have two choices, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can be fluid like a river and move around it 
Yeah. Or we can choose to stagnate and hit that barrier and stay where it's at. Now, the problem with stagnation, of course, in any body of water is unhealthy bacteria tends to develop in stagnant water. Uh, mosquitoes start being drawn to that and it just becomes an mm -hmm. ugly situation. Mm -hmm. But as our lives are more fluid and willing and, and the more that we're willing to adapt to our current situations, uh, just like that river moving downstream, I think as we adapt, we can be more impactful in our creative art, in our church, in our lives, whatever it might be, we'd be more powerful. And I think about vision a lot and mm -hmm. visions aren't meant to stay forever, right? Mm -hmm. um, and any organizational structure or personal life, you, you set a goal, you set a vision. And once you attain that vision, mm -hmm. your vision's going to change mm -hmm. and you have a new vision. What usually doesn't change is mission, right? Mission is what drives you toward that vision. Yeah. And so with COVID-19, I think for a lot of us, whether it be the church, whether it be family life, whether it be creative life, mm -hmm. we've had to shift the vision, wow. right? Mm -hmm. But our mission doesn't change. Mm -hmm. How we pursue that vision, like for me, mm -hmm. as a creative spoken word artist, yeah. I'm not going to change the way I do spoken word. Yeah. I'm going to still do it. It's just mm -hmm. I have to adapt now in how I communicate right. that, right? You asked earlier, how am I still, you know, uh, being able to um, dive into that realm? Again, typewriter mm -hmm. is one way, but I've been developing a lot more content for online um, viewing as well, mm -hmm. you know? And, and, and instead of saying, oh, great, like I'm stuck in my house, I can't do anything. Yeah. I'm just going to go out for two months and stagnate. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. not going to be really mm -hmm. helpful. And so yeah. what's, what's keeping me and my family going is this idea of being fluid. Be, you know, and and, that, and I think that applies to any aspect of life, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'll go back to church life, and oh, wow. as as creative as I am, I'll try to pitch an idea to the church, and some of the leadership be like, "No, let's not go that route." And mm -hmm. instead of kind of like putting up my arms like this and saying, "Forget y'all," <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, I understand the objections to whatever idea I have. So how can I work with you? You know, how can I be fluid? How can I be willing to kind of..." Not compromise, because I'm not talking about compromising. I'm just saying, how can I be flexible? How can I be fluid, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, um, I, I think about this one example where, mm -hmm. you know, um, we were talking about uh, last last uh, semester doing like a, a huge like back to school fair, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, so the leadership spoke into it. There's a lot, there was a few pushbacks on certain ideas, mm -hmm. which I was fine with. Mm -hmm. I didn't, it didn't have to be the Derek show. And yeah. so... After the discussion was had, we flexed a little bit and, mm -hmm. you know, it turned out to be a really great event. More vendors came out because of it. We were able to serve nearly 100 kids in our community. Um, so, again, moving forward, I just, again, I know I'm, I'm saying a lot of things in just this one section, but I, I just think we all have to be willing to be fluid, be willing to be flexible with what we're given. Um, and then you want to you want to tie in faith into the whole equation. You want to tie God into the whole equation because of the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to be flexible to the Holy Spirit's leading as well. And I've been using this example a lot lately too, is where Paul, the apostle Paul was planting churches in Asia Minor and he had his rhythm down and the gospel was spreading and he kept wanting to plant more churches and the Holy Spirit said, no, nah, you got to put the brakes a little bit because I want you to plant a church in Macedonia. Yeah. And at first, Paul was like, nah, man, like, I don't know Europe. I don't know that part of the world. I only know wow. this area. And a good thing mm -hmm. is happening, God. Why, why would I go there? And wow. doors kept closing and closing and closing in Asia Minor mm -hmm. until Paul said, yeah, you know what? I'll answer the call to go to Macedonia, to go to Europe. And he mm -hmm. went. And mm -hmm. 
you know, I'm sure God could have used someone else, but in part, the reason why the gospel went to Europe is because of Paul's ability to flex, to be fluid, but also to say yes to the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, I mean, the way I'm looking at COVID-19, I'm saying, look, maybe life was going a certain way. And I'm not saying, I'm not one of those guys who'll say, you know, God, you know, he, he zapped the world with COVID-19 just to wake us up. I'm not mm-hmm. fully leaning in that direction yeah but i am saying that hey there's this barrier this boulder right going back to the illustration of the river Mm -hmm. you know there's this boulder called COVID 19 in our lives what are we willing to do you know and maybe god is saying hey maybe it's a good time to flex right now maybe it's a good time to be fluid Mm -hmm. maybe by the power maybe because the holy spirit is speaking you know and that's another thing that 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 i wrote down in my notes is one thing that i'm doing is listening a lot right listening because i'm a big believer that you know Mm -hmm. in addition to the word of god God speaks through creation. And, you know, I just think the, the world and the irony is because we're all online now, the world is very noisy right now. And I've been trying to st- take a step back and listen a lot because in listening now, I'm hearing the cries of people a lot more. Um, and and, and, and try- I'm hearing the pain of people's lives right now. How can I, as a creative in the spoken world realm, how can I, as a pastor, how can I, as a family man, respond to those cries, you know? And I'm trying to listen and trying to say, okay, God, what are you saying through those cries and how am I supposed to respond, right? And so um, instead of just yeah. kind of always talking and, 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 and contributing to the noise that's online, which on the one hand, it's, it's great because we should be exercising our amendment right to free speech, but I just think it's given people a platform to just talk and... Yep. You know, on one hand, talking is healing, right? But on the other mm-hmm. hand, it's like, you know, there's some truth to what James said once, right? Be quick to yeah. quick to listen, but slow to speak and slow to become angry. Mm-hmm. And so I've been, those are, just, I would say, two of the things that I've been really trying to foster in this season, yeah. the ability to be fluid, but also listening as well. That's so good. Wow. Um, and thank you for sharing that, because I think a lot of people are probably feeling that way. Because I, you know, I'm also working at my church and, um, you know, all of a sudden this happened where we're doing all of this, um, you know, programs and these events and all these plans and all of a sudden something happens and you're like, wait, but we planned and you're, we're so stuck to our plans. And it's kind of like that verse, like, um, man makes many plans, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. Like sometimes, you know, we're not in control of our lives. A lot of, I mean, a lot of that's happening right now, I'm realizing more and more, I am not in control. I've, I've never been control but um even with the different things that are happening in the world because we live in a broken world and things are always going to be changing and for bad or for good or whatever it is there's um and life is not life is always going to be unstable where there's always going to be things happening but i think when we're anchored in our faith when we're anchored in um being able to have a relationship with the lord and he guides us through our life through those moments where things can our plans get changed He's that one guider. Um, he's that one provider of guidance, like GPS system, and navigating our life to um, to be able to to think to do new things. You know, he's doing a new thing in this season. You know, the whole Isaiah scripture, and you're kind of touching upon that. That he's actually, it's funny you're saying that because in, in Isaiah, it's like um, I'm doing a new thing. I'm making. I am you know, making rivers in the wilderness, you know, and, and, and that's like water. Right. And so like, there's this um, new thing that God is doing and, and we just have to be flexible. And um, again, like right now it's like a gift to be still, Um, you know, we can't do as much right now. And I think 
Um, it's such a gift that we can stay home and we could be still and we could listen. And I think that's so cool that you're leaning into that, leaning into just hearing God's um, guidance and um, where he wants you to just focus on. And so um, if you were like, as you are listening to him, um, what are like some things that you, and as we are like wrapping this up, like what are some things that you can say to people right now that, um, you know, there's a lot of noise right now. There's a lot of distraction because if you're going to go online, you're going to get distracted and that's good that you're pulling away. But um, what are things that you're hearing from the Lord that's been comforting you? And um, yeah, like things that you have been kind of holding on to for the past few days as news keeps changing. Yeah, I mean, I would say the, the, the number one thing that I've been hearing from God um, was him saying, I am still present. Wow. And the the key word there is still mm -hmm. because in a time like this we all can feel like god kind of just dips out you know mm -hmm. and we feel like yeah. god just left you know mm -hmm. uh, but he's still here and mm -hmm. i think about and, and you know I, it, the way i relate to god the father is how i relate to my kids and mm -hmm. you know my kids can be going through some stuff and their mm -hmm. world might be like their worlds might be falling apart, you know, mm -hmm. in whatever context they're, they're in. Um, mm -hmm. But I always try to be there for them. And, mm -hmm. you know, whether they're having a hard time at school, whether my youngest is having a meltdown, mm -hmm. um, part of me is just sitting in the room with them. Yeah, sometimes mm -hmm. I'll hug them. Sometimes I'll talk them through. But a lot of times I'm just there in the room, not saying anything. Mm -hmm. And let's say my yeah. youngest, for instance, he's seven and he's just railing and he's, saying the world is unfair, brother's unfair, you know, but I'm like, in my head, I'm like, dude, you're seven. You don't have, <laughs> you can't do a lot of the things that your older brothers are doing. You're just, it's yeah. just not your time yet. And, but he doesn't quite understand that. And so me, I just sit in the room and whether it's in, you know, at the other side of the room or just sitting there and I'm just there physically present so that when he's ready to engage, I'm there. And God's been reminding me, like, look, the world seems to be falling apart, but I'm still here. I haven't left. And a lot of times I was questioning. I was like, Lord, like, this is crazy. Like, crazy. I mean, this is not just one country on pause. It's the entire world on pause. And I'm like, Lord, what is your, what, what's the reason for this? And, you know, he hasn't given me like a full on, here's why this is happening. Yeah. But he's been reminding me that despite all this that is happening, I'm here mm -hmm. and I can lean on that. And I can, I, and that brings comfort to me and peace because mm -hmm. I know that he's still there, you know? And I think about all the times in my life and I think I've shared this with you, but I've been open um, publicly about my past struggles of depression, anxiety, and mm -hmm. suicide. And, wow. you know, and even in those dark moments when I'm like, I'm done, I, yeah. you know, I, 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 I just, I don't, I'm, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I look back in those moments and realize, you know, God was there. Like, like God can take it, right? I was even blaming him a lot for a lot of the way that, that, that life began to unfold for me. And I'm like, God, like, wh why did you put me in this switch situation? Why did I do this? Why did you do this? Why did you do this? And then it's just funny because mm -hmm. I see my, my myself in my relationship with God mm -hmm. in my seven-year-old and in my relationship with him where wow. after I'm like, done railing at God and I'm tired and I'm just like, I can't take it anymore. It's like God steps in and says, well, are you done now? Can I say something? You know? Mm -hmm. And 
it reminds me that even in my moments of depression and darkness that I was experiencing a couple of years ago, wow. God was always there. And a lot of times I just didn't want to, to I, I didn't want to believe that he was there, yeah. you know? And even in a worldwide pandemic like COVID-19, God is still here. Amen. And for a lot of people, the world might be falling apart, um, but God is there. And, yeah. and you know, he's not going to intervene all the time. He's not even going to say a lot of things all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but just knowing that he's there, at least for me, yeah. that's brought me a lot of comfort um, that I can just turn around and be like, okay, so now that I'm trying to figure life out, Hey God, like, what do you think about this? You know, that, that I can always turn around and know that, that he's ready to chop it up with me, you know? Um, so again, that phrase, I am still present has been keeping me going, um, especially in a time like this. And I'm hoping that whoever's watching and will watch this later, whether or not they believe yeah. in God or not to know that the creator mm -hmm. of the universe um, is, is still here, you know, despite everything, because this COVID-19 didn't catch him by surprise. Um, nothing mm -hmm. catches God by surprise. Um, and, you know, he mm -hmm. already knows how to respond um, to each of us and all of our inquiries and all of our heartaches and cries and questions that we have toward him. So yeah, God is still here. That's, that's the one phrase that I would say has been keeping me going in this season. Amen. And so thank you for sharing that. And, um, yeah. you know, the other day, um, you know, I was reading also, I was on a Zoom call and we were like the church staff, we were uh, actually list, um, just meditating on Philippians 4. And um, I've always read the part where it's like, do not be anxious about anything. But before that, there is a line and our pastor was asking, hey, pick the line as we're reading Philippians 4 that really stands out to you. And I've never really read the Philippians 4 full on. And this scripture never really stood out until that day. But it was the Lord is near. And I mean, I think half of our staff put the Lord is near. And I think right now more than ever, and I think it reminds me of some, um, you know, some stories in the Bible where there's a lot of times things were just happening like Job or all these things were happening because we're in a broken world. But the comforting thing, whether it be was the stories of David or Job or even Noah, the comforting thing, even in confinement, even when there's storms outside, when there's uncertainty in the world, knowing that the Lord is near, the Lord is still God. He's He's still present and he knows what we're going through. And when we go to him and tell him how we, you know, just everything from um, our feelings to our cries or our worries about everything that's going on right now, um, he will give his presence and peace is going to be so like, it's enough. And I think that's for me, like, I think it's like, that's kind of like enough for me. Like, yeah. you know, you know, cause like we may not have enough toilet paper next week or right? I don't have like, um, hand sanitizer like when I go out to the grocery store but knowing that God is enough and he knows already what we need he's going to provide it when we need it um, we can have this peace in the midst of all circumstances the end of Philippians 4 like is like I can um, be content in all like is it I could be content in all circumstances right um, and so <laughs> right now it's like um, I hope like what Derek was saying, like if you're watching this now or maybe later and you want to share it with a friend that is maybe going through like all the different emotions, we just um, hope that like Derek said, that you remember that the Lord is present right now. He hasn't 
left or forsaken us. He still has a plan. And you may not see anything. You may not, we may not see anything right now with our, our eyes, but um, he's still going to make good out of all of this. And, um, and if you're wanting to have that type of peace and hope, you can find that in a relationship with the Lord, with Jesus. And so um, I'd like to invite everyone to please follow Derek. Um, thank you, Derek so much for, um, yeah, thanks, thanks for having me. Oh, gosh, this was really awesome like i'm gonna like write down some stuff in my journal because it really spoke to me and encouraged me and i hope it encouraged those who are watching um and so and uh, summary continue to keep creating um stay connected and be fluid and then remembering that the lord is near and um derek come and share like how can people stay connected if they want to join your church check out your work, your poetry, and more of like what you're doing with Soapbox. Um, what's, give us some, give us a quick, like where they can find all that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the main place you can find everything is on my website, DerekAngoy.us. Um, my IG handles Derek Angoy Poetry. You can find it there. Um, so everything in my life is kind of funneled through there. Um, you know, I, we didn't get to talk about this, but, you know, mm -hmm. um, another platform that we've been using to, con yeah. to continue to connect with creatives yeah. as it relates to faith is the podcast that we launched last year. Yes, um, podcast too. Yeah, it's called The Breathe Podcast, Faith and Creativity, yeah. and we're on break, um, yeah. but we're ramping up for season two. Um, and it's not just going to be me. We're incorporating two more hosts on there. Wow. So it's going to be a trio of hosts uh, reaching out to different creatives. And so that's coming up. So stay tuned. Again, everything is on my website or my IG handle. Um, but that's really how you can really connect with me. Oh, it's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. Derek, is, you guys, you got to follow Derek's work, his poetry podcast. Check out his church online this weekend, um, The Branch, right, of Long, in Long yep. Beach. Yep. Um, you could find that on Google. You could find their website on his website. Um, but gosh, Derek, thank you so much for your time today these words of hope and lifting up people at this time that we all need it so yeah. um, god bless thank you so much all right praying for your church and your family and you guys stay healthy and safe okay all right you too okay thank right. you thanks yep. guys for joining have a great rest of your day guys peace so grateful for derek and his perspective and wisdom in a season of uncertainty we can all learn from this, and that is to keep moving forward, keep creating, and keep trusting in the God who holds the future. Even when your vision is unclear, we have a God who has a plan and can give clarity, peace, and hope. I hope you're walking away hopeful and at peace and full of encouragement. Until next time, fam, join us on the next episode and stay positive. Peace.